Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Did you know that half of America is single? Hollywood has never produced anything like this before. The Dating Project, a groundbreaking documentary that follows five single people, ages 18 to 40, as they search for authentic and meaningful relationships. There is no script. There are no actors. These are real people trying to find love and happiness in an age of swiping left or right. From Empower Pictures, Paulus Productions, Family Theater Productions, and Pure Flix. You can now own The Dating Project. Save the date by visiting thedatingprojectmovie.com and go a step further and help others in your circle date differently by partnering with Ascension Press. Visit shop.ascensionpress.com to acquire the companion study guide. The Dating Project movie is now available on DVD and digital download on Amazon, iTunes, and Walmart. Please visit thedatingprojectmovie.com for details. I want people to learn from my mistakes yeah. and, and how I've dealt poorly with the subject of NFP. NFP can be very, very challenging uh, for some couples, and it's really easy for other couples. From my perspective, it's probably the hardest thing about marriage. Ready to kick it off? All right, let's start up. Fire it up. Morning. You know, to get the sound of this. Mm-hmm. That means we have notes. Which, which means Chad will be doing most of the talking, and I'm just going to sip my coconut oil-laced coffee. So why are we doing this podcast in general? Why are we doing Catholic Dad podcast, Jeff? So this is the Catholic Dad The overall Catholic Dad podcast. And this is Jeff. And in general, we do this Catholic Dad podcast thing. I'm not doing the time. Let me change this over to time. I was just checking to see our balance because my microphone's a lot closer to my mouth than it is to you. So hopefully, hopefully we're okay. Yeah, um, we're good. Why do we? Why, why are we doing this? Because I get to hang out with my buddy Chad once a week for an hour, and we get to listen to the sounds of our own voices. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then also to share our faith and and hopefully inspire and uh, maybe change some minds if we get along to it. But I'll be humble enough to think that that might be a rare occasion. Uh, yeah, occasion. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, no, being out there and just sharing our faith really is what it comes down to. But for me, the, the enjoyment is to be able to, uh, in a sense, 
self-reflect a little bit as well on our faith. And, uh, you know, we've talked about it outside of the podcast. Maybe this is another podcast topic, but, um, you know, because of doing this podcast with you, how that's shaped and, and helped my faith and my yeah. faith journey over the last year, because yeah. yeah, um, yeah. we're coming up on a year, um, getting closer and closer to that uh, yeah. milestone yeah. of doing this for a year now that we're back after taking a four-year hiatus or whatever <laughs> it was. Um, but yeah, no, it's, you know, Hopefully those folks that are out there listening, we, we're hearing from you and you're sending us emails and we, and we love that. Yeah. Um, but hope we're, we're creating a community around this and that's what the intent was. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely agree with that. And I think not to take anything away from any of the previous topics that we've ever done, but there are certain topics that we have purposefully not touched. And I'll be real and say, because they're scary. Mm-hmm. These are scary topics. And, you know, it's like, you don't want to, I don't want to look stupid. You know, um, I don't, uh, I don't want to maybe make my wife feel uncomfortable. You know, these are like two of the big reasons why mm-hmm. the topics that we're about to launch into, uh, have not come up until now, but I feel it's like, you know, especially now that we are starting to hear from people. So we know that people are out there listening. Right. You know, so thank you. Yep. Yep. You know, there, there are people listening. So it's like, okay, people are listening to what we're saying and uh, let's make sure that what we're saying really does have an impact. Mm -hmm. So today, which um, this will be released on, uh, on July 6th. So today is July 6th or the weekend after that. So six or seven, something like that. So happy birthday, America. Hope you all had a nice July 4th. Absolutely. Yeah. Independence day. Amen. Which ties back to the last podcast, you know, where, you know, our freedom was paid for by somebody else's blood, the country and, uh, and our, and our souls. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Um, July this year and July in particular marks the 50th anniversary of Humanivite. So Humanivite came out in July 25th of, uh, of 1968. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, and so what we're going to be is NFP. Yep. Natural family planning. Well, in, in maybe a couple, maybe a series, we'll see how it kind of falls out. There's so much here that there is, maybe there's there, a lot. There's we'll a just lot. see where it goes and we'll but see I, where it I, continues to go. The way I think we should do it, and maybe it won't happen this way, is that um, we will do a, we'll have a break. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna continue it with the next podcast. I think there's enough for three podcasts, but it's not gonna be necessarily on NFP today. I want to talk particularly about NFP, but I think that th- the series is gonna be basically on humanity vitae mm-hmm. because um, humanity humani vitae is is this encyclical, this great encyclical by uh, Blessed Paul the Sixth, and it talks about our sexuality and the importance of you know the husband-wife relationship and it's a great encyclical I encourage everybody to go out and read it but this topic today I want to focus specifically on natural family planning so Jeff what is NFP quiz show quiz show quiz show quiz show so yeah so to, to build off a little bit of what you said as well so it's not just our wives it's also our kids it's also everything else so we'll we'll try to keep this you know, as Catholic dads will keep it as a podcast that hopefully it would be, you yes. know, older, yes. older kids will be, yeah. you know, to the level of your yeah. family's discussion or whatever. We're going to keep it to that level. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so natural family planning is, um, you know, using the, the body's natural cycles of fertility and infertility, um, and using that to space, uh, children or to, de- or to decide to have children. So, um, 
there's been an incredible amount of research. Um, it, it's one of the things for me, the science behind it is that, well, I mean, we're both engineers, we're both scientific people. Um, you know, we all, we've been living that life as well. And so, you know, the, the proof is in the pudding in that sense as well as the science is real, right? This isn't, you know, it, we get as Catholics mocked and, and ridiculed a lot of times for this, but you know, there's is as much or more science around NFP as there is as any other of the contraceptive methods without all of the downsides. So, you know, natural family planning basically uses the, the woman's natural cycle. Um, there's fertile periods of that cycle and there's infertile periods of that cycle. And as a married couple, you decide, um, you know, prayfully is what the church asks us to do about the, the size of our families. Um, and if we're choosing to abstain from having children, then you simply abstain from the marital act in the periods of, of fer- fertile time. Um, it allows for, the married couple to be, um, I think, both spiritually, but also mentally more open to life. So um, one of the stories, and and this is from their family, we we had a one of our family members married a Catholic and they had to go through marriage prep and all this kind of stuff. And she posted a bunch of stuff about having to sit through the NFP class. Right. And this is a modern, you know, kind of sensibility, which you hear all the time was like, yeah, you know, I'm really going to listen to a lady tell me about how natural family planning works. Who has seven kids. (laughs) So there there's, it's two sides of that. When you're, when you practice NFP, you're generally going to be more open to that life anyway. I mean, it's just, that's the natural thing. Um, or that's, sorry, I shouldn't use natural in terms of that term, but that it it comes from that. So if you're using natural family planning, there's an understanding that you're allowing God to come into that act as well. And, you know, you're open to that as well. Um, the, where, you know, using any sort of artificial means of contraception or sterilization um, is really, you know, you're saying that door is closed forever. Um, And and it's highly unlikely that, you know, you're going to have any sort of of children from that. And, you know, for me, the, you know, the, the, all of the other methods, really, there's a lot of science coming out about those. Maybe that'll be a whole separate kind of deal, but um, especially with the pill, um, in the hormone, uh, changes that occur because of that, the infertility that can happen later because of that. Um, there's been some really interesting studies about, uh, what women who are on the pill find attractive in a mate versus what women who aren't on the pill find attractive and what happens when a couple, uh, comes together while she's on the pill. And then what happens later in their marriage if she stops taking the pill? Um, and there's a lot of, interesting research about that where it really just changes a lot of the the things that yeah. women find attractive um and how much of that contributes to uh marital problems and and other things right later down the road and then there's all the other you know there's all these other methods and all of them have side effects right they're all medical interventions um when your body was designed and it has you know a, a means of doing that without any sort of artificial interference yeah yeah fair enough oh man Man, Jeff just nailed it. So if you, just to say, you know, congrats on that answer. Fantastic <laughs> answer. Um, I researched this topic and, and, and I couldn't have said it, you know, any, any better. And you did it just off the top of your head. You know, well done. Kudos. Um, so yeah, so in short, NFP, you know, like if you're, if you're talking to somebody that's, you know, brand new dad and they're trying to get their head around this thing, mm-hmm. it's basically as a Catholic, we don't believe in artificial contra- contraception. Yep. 
but there's another way and we call it NFP. Yep. So you, and you wrap that up. It, I'm Perfectly. so fascinating. It's probably not the right word, but the, you know, the research is there, the science is there. Um, you know, and there's, there's several different, I don't know if you're going to get into the details, but there's several different methods and, and, Honestly, we shouldn't get into the techniques and tricks and all no, that. You okay. can go, you know, that's why there's NFP classes at your yeah. at your church. And they're usually three yeah. to four weekends or something. They'll really teach it good. Um, but this, you know, this knowledge, um, you know, it can't be a modern knowledge. This modern, this knowledge had to have been, I would like to think, part of our human existence from the beginning. Because artificial contraception really only came in historically within the last couple hundred years or whatever. And obviously the pill is only within the last you know, whatever, 60 years or 70 years. Right. Um, so this knowledge had to have been there, you know, midwives, you know, woman to woman, you know, sharing this knowledge historically, you know, at some point it had to be there. Um, you know, so we're just doing, we're, we're, we're literally following the path that humans have followed forever to manage the size of their families. Um, and that for, for my, you know, that's a connection back to our roots of what we are as humans as well. Yeah. So. In the in the research that I did, in the uh, in extensive in mm-hmm. research, <laughs> to quote Father Nathan, actually, you know, they claim that, that contraception has been around for like you know hundreds of years, mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of years, and they go into like you know how people used to try to make condoms out of a fish bladder or some yeah, crazy right. thing like that. But but yeah, so so here's here's where we are in history. So let's go back in time to 1968 and Pope Paul VI, his release, Humanae Vitae. And I just want to read the, um, the opening of Humanae Vitae right here. I got it. It says, The transmission of human life is a most serious role in which married people collaborate freely and res- responsibly with God the Creator. It has always been a source of great joy to them, even though it sometimes entails many difficulties and hardships. The fulfillment of this duty has always posed problems to the conscience of married people, but the recent course of human society and the, and the concomitant t- changes have provoked new questions. The church cannot ignore these questions, for they concern matters intimately connected with life and happiness of human beings. So, I mean, he talks about how it's a joy, and he also talks about how it can be difficult. Yep. And that's really what I want... This is that's really where I want to drive this podcast because um, I think too often um, in this society of social media and it's like you know everybody wants to show their their best face yep. and in the spirit of what our tagline is which we're just trying to keep it real yep um, you know it's not always easy yep it's it's hard <laughs> it's very difficult right sometimes. Um, but anyway, let's go back to that. So, like, what were the new questions that Pope Paul was talking about? So, I'm not going to read verbatim where it goes into, but it's number one. It was it goes into the fear of overpopulation, right? Um, so, again, this is 1968. You know, the, the whole you know, like Great over, Planet Earth population and... thing. So, they were scared of overpopulation. Uh, they just being society in general. Um, the second one was the cost of living, and I don't remember. I've read this yeah. is actually the only encyclical I've ever read. And I read it years and years ago, mm-hmm. and I actually have forgotten most of it. You know, sorry, but um, just keeping it real. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the second one was the cost of living, how how it had ex- increased, right? And then that it's harder to provide for a large family, right? Which I I didn't really remember that. So that was another big question, and um, 
they also talk about the government in there. So like giving over, uh, like basically letting the government choose for you mm-hmm. what's best for your, um, basically for your fertility things that just should be between a husband and wife. Like the government should, should maybe be involved in those decisions, mm-hmm. but also the introduction and widespread use and acceptance of artificial contraception, namely the birth control pill. Right. Okay. So here's what was happening at the time in 1960, the first oral contraception, uh, contraceptive, which was called Innovid, was approved by the uh, by the FDA. So that's 1960. Mm-hmm. So here we have, you know, 1960. The pill is approved by the FDA. In 1965, the Supreme Court gave married couples the right to use birth control. And then in 1968, so that's the year the uh, the encyclical was released and published. The FDA approved uh, IUDs, the inner mm-hmm. urine devices in, on the market. So, so that's just a quick snapshot of what was happening in the '60s. Yep, and that's what was being basically um, the background. All these questions were coming up. What about you know population over population and and this and that? And now ah, we have this very easy way to control that. Right. So that was what was framing this this thing. So. I guess we're, you know, and, and we're actually at the at the end of my, my note-taking section, so the rest of this is going to be just really like, what what do I want to convey to people? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this particular topic? Yes. But why as Catholic dads do we, and, and as Catholic couples, nope. why do we believe in NFP? Why do we follow that? Uh, why do we take that as, you know, this is the way we're going to do it? Is it in the Bible? Right. You know, things like that. I mean, obviously... Um, this could be a very huge topic, but my, my takeaways from this is it goes to the, um, what Pope Paul said was going to happen, what he warned what right. would happen. Yep. It, it was, was very prophetic. Yeah. It was so prophetic. Yep. So he says that number one, you, you're going to have uh, an increase in infidelity. Yep. And number two, you're going to have, uh, the, the, um, degradation of the way a man views a woman and her body. And it's basically just going to be able to, it's going to turn it into, I'm using this for my pleasure. Yep. So it's basically the objectification of women. Yep. And both of those have happened. Right. Absolutely. Since this. So, I mean, I'll just kick it over to you. I mean, I've talked a lot, um, but really where I want to go from, from here on out is like, just to talk about like the, you know, it's hard. Yep. It's hard. We're going to talk about maybe some difficulties that we have, but I mean, this is the reason why we do it because there are truths. I mean, he spoke it back in 1968 and I'm telling you it came true. You know, we have the explosion of infidelity. We have explosion of basically objectification of women with pornography yep. and, um, you know, just to get your thoughts on this. Okay. Yeah. So there, yeah, there's just so much here. Um, you know, I think one of the things, you know, case in point is Catholic dads and something we need to watch out for. Um, Gosh, I'm trying to, to think about what directions I want to go here. I guess I'll just talk. Um, the first thing is there's to what you're talking about, the hookup culture and the explosion of STDs. Um, you know, there in, there's been headlines and there's a billboard I have to drive by every freaking day driving home from work. That's all about, you know, antibiotic resistant stuff in uh and it's super scary and it's prolific, right? So, you know, the hookup culture, the Tinder culture, all of this stuff, you know, STDs are going crazy. And he talked about that as well, right? In the, if I remember in the encyclical, maybe there was something else about it. But um, so for sure, that's one thing. Um, 
you know, that's, that's come from that. The, the, and I would say, so certainly the objectification of women, I would say the, there's, there's been a change in the relationship of also how women see their sexuality as well. Um, and becoming more masculine in terms of that. And so, you know, and obviously not speaking from experience here, but just looking at the culture, um, you know, and the Me Too movement and, and everything else, um, that the, you know, the, all of that has come from this. And so you've got, you know, the, the actresses and the women that put themselves out there as, you know, very, uh, you know, this, I'm trying to frame the thought here as I'm thinking about it, but, you know, they, they put themselves out there to be viewed. They put themselves out there in the, the dresses. And I'm not saying that everybody needs to wear burkas. Don't take me to that extent, but they do that, but then also don't recognize on the other side, you know, what that portrays, um, you know, and, and so there, there's kind of like a, almost like a, a chivalry type conversation here where chivalry used to be a certain code of conduct that men had and a certain code of conduct that women had. And it, it, it defined that relationship and and how we interacted and all of that's been blown away. Um, you know, there's just as much, there's just as, as many, you know, female people on Tinder and these dating apps as they're in are as men or else they wouldn't work. Right. Um, you know, and that's all something that wouldn't have happened a hundred years ago. Um, so I think that's really a change in the culture. And we need to watch that, you know, obviously you don't have any daughters, but, you know, for our daughters as well, we need to make sure that they really honor it. It's, it's much more difficult, I think, in this culture for a, a young woman to, to understand how to honor herself in this culture with all of the social media and everything else that they see as it is for, you know, men or men in, in the culture almost expects us to be failures at this point. So, um, you know, so it's much harder for the, the, to get that, you know, the purity in, in having those conversations with the daughters, I think, and from my experience. Um, and all of this comes from that. Um, as far as married couple, and of course we know, you know, uh, the, there will be a whole different podcast topic, I think, is how you interact with this. Um, but, the, you know, he talks about the government. He talks about the Supreme Court being, you know, suing to allow married couples. You know, this is all a very private decision that happens between the married couples. And as Catholic dads, we're talking about it, you know, we're opening up that privacy to all of our listeners um, so that you can think about it in your own marriages. And really, that's the only the only part of that, right? There's, um, you know, there's lots of, of friends and, and acquaintances that we know in the church that are everywhere, again, on that spectrum of, you know, you've got the folks that are, are so... Uh, pro NFP, that's kind of their thing, you know, and so they'll talk about it and they'll bring it up and et cetera, et cetera. And then there's, you know, Catholic people for whatever reasons they've decided, you know, that, you know, either in the past, you know, they made, you know, they made a sterilization choice, but now they understand that that was wrong and, and, you know, they can't really go back and you could, but, you know, for whatever reasons they've decided not to, or, you know, there were friends that have, you know, started contraception very, very early and young. And then when they were finally ready to have uh, children, you know, the impact of that has been infertility and other issues and that sort of thing. So, you know, we know these people and we know these experiences, we know it's very private. So, um, you know, at least for me, this isn't a preachy, you know, this is the way that you have to do it. The church says this is the way we should do it. And from our experience, it's very difficult. And we'll talk about that, you know, since we're already kind of running up against the clock already, I, I think, you know, the challenges as Catholic dads, we can talk about as a separate podcast and how, you know, maybe with some, you know, not too personal experiences, how you manage that 
how you, you live that because, you know, it, it's there's a pressure from the outside of the marriage with society that we constantly fight as a couple that does NFP, you know, and that's really, I think that's one of the, I think that's where the friction comes the most is, uh, you know, society says we don't have to do this. And so just like, you know, the guy that's driving the speed limit on the highway, because I'm going to do the speed limit and I'm going to follow the rules and everybody's zipping past you, honking your horn and getting to work 20 minutes early. You get that feeling sometimes as a family that does an FP, right? Yeah. So I, I would say that, um, what I, what I want to do, I, you know, it does merit more, and we are we are running a little bit long on time, but not not quite. So I want to leave what this is a, what I've got titled here on my notes is what I want to say. Mm-hmm. So um, I want people to learn from my mistakes yeah. and and how I've dealt poorly with the subject of NFP. So um, I want everybody out there to know if you're a Catholic dad out there and you're and you're got your head up against this and, and it's coming up or it's looming large or it's heavy on your, your marriage. So number one, this is from my perspective, it's probably the hardest thing about marriage. Absolutely. In the, the Catholic church thing yep. about marriage yep. you know, for me. Yep. Full stop. Yep. Okay. There, so there's, I was going to mention this too, but it, there's definitely the, you know, the parable of the two brothers and the one where God says, you know, you know, or the, the dad says, I need you to go work in the field. And the one son says, sure, I'll go do it. And he takes off. Right. Yeah, yeah, and then the other and son and he doesn't do it and he doesn't do it. And the other son is like, Oh my gosh, are you kidding? I don't want to do this. I'm not going to do it. And then does it anyway. Yes. I've always yes. thought of myself as that second guy. Fantastic insight because it's so hard. Yeah, right? it is. It's very hard. Y'all. So I'm, I mean, you got to recognize that and put it out there for what it is. Um, I'd say that it's good. I mean, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this from the, from the aspect of to try to avoid pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, exactly. yes, you can use it to, Find that fertile period and, and, and try life. And conceive. But, um, yeah, conceive, thank you. <laughs> but you can also use it whenever, as Jeff said in the beginning, to um, to not conceive during the fertile periods. So that means abstaining from the marital act during mm-hmm. the fertile periods. So and I'm, that's where I'm talking about it from, and that's where it's going to be difficult for a man mm-hmm. okay, to do this. So we're talking to Catholic dads here. Um, but it puts that it puts a regulator on your passions, right? It's mm-hmm. like fasting for, from food it's right. like when, during Lent. You know, you, you're giving up these things. You're doing these sacrifices. And you know what? That's what that's what guys do. That's what men do. Yep. Men sacrifice. Yep. You know, and so it's like whenever you find yourself in the throes of this, you know, and um, you're up against the the passions that are coming out in you, and maybe the friction that's coming out in in the relationship because of this, we have to step back and say, you know, this is a sacrifice, and recognize it as a sacrifice, right. and. And, and move forward, and hopefully that will that will help. Um, you can't do this without communicating with your wife. Yep. I mean, if you don't communicate with your wife on the on your on your feelings, on and she communicates back to, to you her feelings, you're you're not going to um, be able to get past this. You know, yep. not to say get past this. You're not going to be able to have peace with it, to have a decision. You might build resentment, and um, that's that's a bad thing. Um, so let me interject really quick on that. Um, so obviously we're a Catholic dad, so this is coming from our perspective. Um, but let's not minimize that this is hard on our wives as well. So there's a, a number of things hormonally that goes on through the cycle. And, and the fertile period has you know some hormonal influences and everything else on the female as well. Um, and so it's not 
necessarily easy for for the female either. And there was a really good article I was going to try to find, so maybe we can reference it in the next time we do this. Um, but it was written from a, a wife's perspective, okay. which was basically like, and, and it's, it was almost verbatim the same conversation that we're having, oh, which wow. is, you know, I really don't like this. I really don't, you know, it's really hard. You know, it's not something that, you know, I would have chosen myself. But there's no other alternative, right? I'm not going to use oral contraceptions because yeah. I know what hormones. I'm not going to put a foreign body into my yeah. body because of the things that I'm not going to do for sterilization. There's nothing wrong with my body. Yeah. It doesn't need to be yeah. fixed, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and all she, she made all these arguments, but there was some really good. Um, and so it, I'll try to find it next time. We'll just yeah. reference it. But it was really good That's from awesome. the, the wife's perspective too. So yeah. as, a, as a dad, you know, let's not make it all about ourselves. Right. And, and I actually, my next you know, one is funny that you jumped in because my, my next one was uh, look at the look at it from, from their point right. of view. Yep. So that was great that you jumped in. So I won't, I don't need to cover that one. Um, but to just, to, well, maybe to add a little bit to it is, yep. um, so just, to, we had a conversation. I asked, I told Kim that we were going to do this podcast Yeah. last night. I told it to her nice. and we had a conversation, which went from really, you know, her point of view. She, she was giving me some really good insight mm-hmm. to a very, you know, personal and heated part on my on my side it's just gotta be real again but then we brought it back down and, and and tied it together and it was and it was awesome but like from from her perspective it's you know what do they think you know what's going on in their minds yep. whenever um the potential for getting pregnant comes up and you know you as a husband are ready for the the right. marital act um what goes through their mind could be are you ready for 18 years? Right. You know, and, and honestly, I didn't think of it that way. Yep. And, yep. um, the other thing that I would say is on, on my side and, and where you can learn from my mistake, gentlemen that are out there listening is, uh, don't take it to the extreme. Mm-hmm. So whenever, whenever you're having that conversation and it's a difficult conversation, yes, don't jump off the back and say, so we're never going to have sex again. Right. Because you know what? You will. Mm-hmm. And, um, just be patient. So, I mean, it's, I'm saying that now, but I mean, I'm saying this now less than 12 hours after having said that phrase. Right. Okay. Again, <laughs> yep. just keeping it real here. Yep. Um, so find another, find some other outlet for that energy, mm-hmm. you know, go work out, go run, right. <laughs> spend time reading books with the kids. I mean, find something productive to do right. uh, no, other than, uh, than mull over that. And just, um, I would just say again, go back to the sacrifice. This is a sacrifice. Yeah. It is not easy. Um, you're going to find people out there that are going to make it look like this is great and uh, we love NFP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. And you know what? Those people were probably out there. But if you don't feel that way, it's okay. So I, boy, I'm going to push back really hard on that because one, those people are, you know, are kind of annoying, right? But in the Catholic experience, you will come across the like super pro NFP family that wants you to know like the whole story and they're very, at least in our experience, they're very transparent about like where they're even at. Like, I don't need to know all this stuff. Right. And that we're, we're keeping it like at a very high uh, non, you know, we're not getting as far as I'm concerned in this podcast, we're keeping it real, but there hasn't been a lot of private stuff that we've had to share and that's not appropriate. Right. Um, you know, I know that there's, um, there's women with all kinds of different cycles and all kinds of different challenges and, and NFP can be very, very challenging. 
uh, for some couples and it's really easy for other couples. Yeah. And that's just, you know, because it's biology, it's very dependent on biology and it's very dependent on the differences in biology. And, and we have to understand that there's couples we've met that, you know, their biology has is, is just been very, very challenging and, and that sacrifice you know, really was, was too much. And so they decided as a married couple to do something else. Then, you know, that's their, that was their choice within their marital couple. Right. Um, and, and so, but to go back to that idea of, you know, when you, as a Catholic dad or as even as a Catholic couple, if you're struggling with this, one of the most difficult things to come across is the couple that's overjoyed, to be doing NFP and think it's the most amazing thing. And, and, you know, they'll go into all of the theological arguments and they'll talk to you all about how beautiful life is and, you know, on and on and on. And whether they have a bunch of kids or not, you know, that can be really, really demoralizing. And so what I would say is that you never know what's happening behind closed doors in any couple and in any marriage. And so as just as generally as Catholic dads, you know, if there's the, the family that's out there, the couple that's out there, you know, and they're putting themselves out publicly, you know, in the square as, you know, this is amazing. We're doing this all the time. We're doing, you know, just remember that you don't really know, right? You don't know their history. You don't know what the struggles they went through to get to that point, which may be way more difficult than the struggles that you've been through. Um, but you also don't know that, you know, that could be a ministry and then they could go home and have just as good a fight as any of us have had, um, (laughs) you know, the next weekend. So, you know, I would just try to, you know, when you're keeping it real or, or if, you know, you're trying to make that decision, um, you know, maybe you're, you're currently using contraception and, you know, this is something that as a Catholic dad, you're feeling called to, but you know, how do we start? How do we have that conversation? Where do we go? You know, it's such a big change. It's super scary, yeah. you know, find a balance between the folks that teach the class that think it's the greatest thing ever. Right. And the folks that have struggled with it and have had a hard, hard difficulty with it. Find a balance there because you need to get both and you need to understand that that's really yeah. what's going on. Absolutely. Well, I think that's really all I, uh, I was prepared to say on this podcast. I think that works. We have, we have uh, some other topics that will spin from that yep. that we can talk about next time. But I believe we have a shout out. We do. So let's do two. One okay. is, well, so maybe, and I don't know if we should go here, but I'm going to anyway. So I think we should make a challenge to the Catholic stuff you should know, guys, because they haven't done an NFP podcast yet, right? I really? I don't think so. They've, they've talked about it. I don't know if they have. So we need to go look. So if they haven't, then we should do like a challenge because <laughs> we got there first. Um, but yeah, so we do have a shout out. Um, I won't I won't use your full name, um, Brian, because uh, of the just the, the very personal email that you sent us. And I just wanted to let you know, Brian, that, that we got your email um, and we're praying for you. Um, we're praying for everything that you guys are going through and and you know, uh, hopefully through those prayers and, and everything, um, you can feel a little bit of that grace and support coming at you. So, uh, thank you, Brian. Uh, thank you for listening and, and thank you for sharing, um, everything that's going on in your life with us. We really, it means a lot to us that you did that. Um, and please know that you've been in our thoughts and prayers, um, this whole week that, that we got your, your note and, uh, you know, please stay in contact with us and, and let us know, as we said in the previous podcast, you know, uh, we'd love to do something for you and, and help out. So um, continue to reach out to us and, and we'll be here. OK, um, so anyway, on that, uh, God bless you all. Thank you for listening. Find us on Facebook. Um, you know, the Facebook algorithms need you to like, share and comment in order for us to to continue to reach out. So if you're not seeing Catholic Dad uh, podcasts in your feed. Um, you go to the, the page 
and go through the posts that you find, like them, make a quick comment, you know, just a quick amen comment in that, that note is all we need. And, and that's going to tell Facebook that you're engaged uh, with us and that Facebook needs to put more stuff on your feed yeah, so you yeah. can see us. And the uh, iTunes store as well, or yep. wherever you get your, um, your podcast, if you can like us and comment on that, it, it's, it's all algorithms. So if we are reaching people, which I know we are, I mean, think, yeah. you know, people are starting to comment, uh, email and, and reach out to us. So um, the more people do that, the more we will be visible to other people. So it's like when somebody's looking for a topic about Catholic parenting, fatherhood, Catholic dad, whatever, um, we want our podcast to pop up on their on their search. And uh, so the more you comment, the more you uh, like and, and you know all of that that Jeff was just saying, it really is going to go a long way. And that's what we're doing this for, is trying to reach people with the gospel of Christ. And... Um, Pray for us and we'll pray for you. All right. St. Joseph, pray Pray for for us. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love.